has always bet against Lincoln Hawks. This guy's nothing. Why'd you leave us? It won't happen again. What my grandson found, I don't care how you do it, do it. But a winner never listens to the odds. Whatever happens, I want you to stay with him. You ain't got a prayer in Vegas. Another good one from Cannon. Welcome, everybody, to episode 68 of Schlockernaut, where we travel to the edge of the cinematic universe to watch and discuss all types of films, even those including a father and son bonding trip montage with obscure sports. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> I'm Doc. I'm joined by my buddy Steve. And now on to the show. Did you notice that hey. the, in the trailer, the dude said his name wrong? I was going to say, he says, Lincoln Hawks? Yeah, you want the beginning just real quick again? Yeah. Listen to this. The world has always bet against Lincoln Hawks. Right. <laughs> uh, I literally, uh, sorry, sorry uh, Mr. Um, Globus. I, I uh, did that wrong. You want me to do another take? No, no, no. We don't have <laughs> This is a one-take type production. <laughs> it's a one -er. But I completely ruined his name. Ah, nobody's going to pay attention to that. If they're paying attention it's to that, plural. we're in for a, a long ride, boys. <laughs> Is that multiple hawks? It's like like a murder of geese. It's like a hawks. Just hawks. Maybe he was talking about the father and son. I didn't even put that together. Hawks. Nobody's. Well, you said Lincoln Hawks. Not you know, Hawk. You know what he didn't include was the son's name, which is... <laughs> Michael Hawk. hi <laughs> Mike Hawk. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you caught that too. Uh, Mikey, Mike Hawk. Yeah. Stella Ray. Has anybody seen Mike Hawk in the gym working out? Uh, just trying to get custody to Mike Hawk again. <laughs> oh man. Made some bad. Oh, I made talking. some made some bad decisions with Mike Hawk. <laughs> I slept in the tractor trailer overnight with my cock. Horrible. That's such good writing, though. No, <laughs> so, uh, just so everybody knows, we're talking about 1987's Over the Top, starring, you guessed it, Sly Stallone. And you had never seen this movie, right? I had never seen this movie, and now I've seen it twice. That so blew thanks. me away, man. This totally seems like something that you would have been all over. I'm really surprised. I, you know... It, it, it's kind of like it just came out in that weird, weird time frame. I was, I think it was 11 when this came out. So, um, and plus, to be honest with you, man, like, uh, I'm not an arm wrestling fan. So I mean, is it really, arm, is it an arm wrestling movie? Really? Uh, the final third act is completely an arm wrestling movie. It's kind of like the wizard, which I don't know if you know this or not, but the truck from this movie was also featured in the wizard. No, I didn't know. But you remember the wizard, like the whole movie's like a road trip to yeah. get to like some city to go to the video game tournament so he can win a game pad or a game what, is it? what was that thing they were selling in that movie? The, ah, I can't even remember. The Nintendo glove or something? Power glove? Power glove. That'd be great. Yeah. But yeah, so it's kind of the same situation here. Okay. Instead of Slice Alone, you had Fred, uh, what's his name from the Wonder Years? Uh, Savage. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we get a... Uh... Speaking of Savages, there is a lot of them in this movie. Yeah. There, that, I'll tell you when, but the one dude I really enjoyed in this movie, I hope you hope you caught him. Grizzly, Johnny Grizzly. Grizzly. It's Grizzly. Uh, spoiler. Yeah. You want me Grizzly. to. Grizzly. The Grizzly. You want to knock out the fake sponsors? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's get out of the way. All right, you want me to go first? Please do. All right. This episode of Schlock or Not is brought to you by Palmer Hyperhidrosis, which is excessive sweating of the palms. If you don't have it before, if you didn't have it before, you may catch a case of it after watching this film because my palms got greasy during oh, it. Oh, sopping wet. Gnarly, <laughs> gnarly sweat in this one. Oh, goodness gracious. All right, shoot. This episode of Schlock or Not is brought to you by... Brute. It smells like a man. It sure oh, does. <laughs> Talk about your product placement trailer, man. Holy shit. It sure does. All right. Uh, uh, did you ever have any of that growing up? I can't remember. I remember my dad was an old Spice guy. I, I think that I smelled it a lot, though. You know, when you're a kid, you go into the Cologne aisle and kind of like, what you know, what's this smell like? Old leather or whatever. I, I remember smelling it. <laughs> Smells like spices. Like Monsieur Musk. I thought like Brute was like the first Cologne everybody got when they were a kid. Like, oh. Here's your, uh, you know, you get your stocking stuffers and, well, at least I always got like stuff to make your body smell better. So I must've been a pretty stinky kid. <laughs> Santa, was just, Santa was throwing some hands. <laughs> Why did Santa bring me deodorant? Uh, it's messed up. Uh, I think Old Spice was more the thing around here that was real popular because it had that cool white bottle with like the gray stopper plug in it. I remember it was like a porcelain <laughs> bottle or like a ceramic bottle. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Brute was just this big old green schlong of a container. Yeah, it smelled like rubbing alcohol with a little bit of smell good. Yeah, a little bit of yeah. a little of spice and rubbing alcohol. It smelled almost like Listerine. Uh, I'm sure like sailor alcoholics have drank it over the years. Oh, <laughs> Get hammered. So gross. All right. Uh, <clears throat> spoiler alert. Go for it. Oh, black or not. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, come on, skippy. Thank you, Sledge. Thanks, buddy. Popeye Sledge. So, this movie opens, man. What a treat, right? Um, this is a canon film, which we've talked about breaking two and other. I think uh, Ninja 3, that's a canon film, Yeah, too, right? I think it was, too, yeah. This is, a, we've, we've done quite a few canon films, but uh, this one opens up with a money shot. Or as I like to call it, the Eddie Money. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that song, I don't even remember it. It's so unmemorable, but it was very sappy, uh, extremely overproduced. It was an 80s track that um, totally, uh, I totally forgot about it as soon as it was. <laughs> yeah, I'd say pro probably that's the same I felt about most of the music in here. It was kind of unmemorable. I remember not liking it for certain parts of it, but I couldn't even tell you why you know it was just i watched it and, it, and then it was it it didn't stand out it didn't enhance and I'm trying anything to remember like if any of these songs from this movie were a hit well i would think the one during the arm wrestling maybe but i couldn't tell well when it music, takes it all losers gonna fall and then i'm gonna <laughs> drive away in a truck or some something <laughs> or other <laughs> uh, so uh, i noticed this movie had a surprising lack of score like every yeah. bit of music in this movie was some variation of a theme song from Kenny Loggins or Sammy Hagar slowed down and played on a piano. <laughs> yeah, and all the all the sound effects were a synth of like doo -doo 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 -doo, you know, like the kind of the the real synthy eighties <laughs> you'd see it in more in TV shows than movies, really. Like they they put a drum in a can and put the mic right on top of the trash yeah. can and then recorded it that way and put a lot of ton of reverb and yeah yeah followed very, up with a, very... a little a little guitar riff at the end of it. That's kind of what you hear a lot in this one. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you, you start off with like a lot of 
what we would do now with a um a drone and now back then they had to rent a helicopter to do those shots yeah, so the aerials um you notice like every low budget movie now has drone shots right to try and up the production value yeah, it works i think it's gr- it's a great idea if they do it right Nah, it seems overused to me but anyway yeah. uh good old uh, golem or globus whichever one directed this one i forget um spared no expense and got that helicopter to get those long exterior shots of the truck the hawk truck yeah driving around and uh some tight shots of our hero mr lincoln hawk tight shirt tight shots yeah uh also that's our avengement tie-in from the last episode just so everybody knows lincoln and lincoln, lincoln and so lincoln, that's yeah. how we came to this point point. and i don't know did we um, say it already but lincoln hawk is sylvester stallone right correct sly stallone uh, a sleeker more refined sly stallone than i remember him he looked at he he didn't seem as bulky in this film um. Yeah. I mean, not Rocky level big, but still, a, still a pretty fit. Or Rambo. Guy. Nah, not a Rambo for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine the, the dedication that guys had to have to to have an entire career with a physique that looks like that? Too? In any any documentary I've ever seen that includes uh, Sylvester Stallone is good. The dude is a whether you like or don't like his films or the stuff he's done. He is a hard, hard working guy. He's a very bright guy and he's super hard working. And even bad films, it seems like he gives one hundred and ten percent. So I've always had kind of a, a an admiration for Stallone. There's a reason why he's a star. Like Tom Cruise is a star, man. Like when they're making a movie, they are a hundred percent dedicated to the craft of making right. that movie the best it can be. You know what I mean? And he didn't want to like make I've this movie. Some- Say again? He didn't want to make this movie, and still, I thought his performance, I don't know that you could do it any... His performance was great. Yeah, they, he, he kept turning it down, and they just kept throwing more money at him, and finally he was like, I'll just do it, and nobody's going to see it anyway, which was true. I didn't see it until right. nah, you know, 2023, yeah. right? But I've seen it, and you can tell that... Uh, so I watched like a behind-the-scenes for Cobra, right? And, you know, we've talked about that, where George Cosmatos really didn't direct it. They say Sylvester Stallone actually directed that movie. But you can see, like, he goes into his set, and he, like, choreographs stunts. He choreographs, I'm going to walk in, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and then we're going to film it, and here's the two angles, and we're done. And you can see a lot of that in this movie, especially with the fight scenes and stuff. Yes. It's got Sly Stallone's fingerprint on it. He, like, when he pushes the guy into the car and the car falls off the jack, that's something like I'm sure Sly Stallone came up with on the yeah, fly. Yeah, the dude like, is, is a hard, hard worker, and uh, I, I think even even in this film, which is is definitely not one of his top twenty, would you say? Like not no, not no, even no. close. Um, I still thought he brought a good performance to the film, and and that says something. Being when you understand that he didn't even want to do it to begin with, right? And he still brought everything he had, right? And he, dude, say what you will about the guy. I mean, he's an Academy Award winning writer director. Uh, he, he can act. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'll say like the final scene in First Blood shows the guy's got chops. Yeah. A lot of scenes from Rocky shows he's got chops. Right. Like he's he's a consummate star, man. I thought his interactions with the kid were better than they had any right to be in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. And a lot more awkward in some instances. And some they are. Uh, so while you're watching Lincoln Hawk drive, um, slowly he stops. He washes his vehicle. He's trying to he's trying to um, polish that turd, if you will. Uh, all at the same time, it's cutting. And a lot of this happens in the movie too, where it cuts back and forth between two different things happening. Um, somebody's graduating a military academy. And I think that's Mike Hawk. Could be Mike Hawk. Yeah. He worked hard and he graduated. Do you think? Uh, do you think the 
the writers did that on purpose? There, I, I, I can't imagine they didn't. There's no way that that was, that no one would have said something, right? That had to be some type of inside joke hey, or. The main, the main character's son's name is Mike Hawk? There's no way it's a, I would put money that there, that that is not a coincidence. So Mike is played by a character that, um, for some reason he has a face that's very recognizable. Like as soon as I saw that kid, I was like, oh, I know him, but then I couldn't remember where. And dude, I'm, I'm here to tell you any, any eighties cartoon you hold dear, he's done. It. He's done. Yeah. He's, he's so done. As soon as he's I saw done. him on screen, I thought that it was the kid from the toy. Did you catch that? Oh yeah. I thought that too. Okay. Yeah. And it isn't, but man, they had it's a not. similar look. Nope. Yeah. Um, he's done different strokes, punky Brewster. Um, Something else I didn't realize he was one of the he was the w- wiki kid in the Transformers movie, and I didn't realize that wasn't that Shia LaBeouf's name in the Transformers movie? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I don't follow those too much. But I thought that was kind of cool that they had that crossover. The '80s Transformers movie that we all loved as a kid had had David Mendenhall as Wit Wiki, and then in the uh, Michael Bay produced movies, same thing. Well, that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, kind of cool. Um, so. I think you kind of get that. I think what they're trying to do too is they're trying to set up that like blue collar hawk, you know, polishing up his trusty old truck and trying to wear his finest uh, dress suspenders to go pick up his Mikey. D- denim button up shirt and dress suspenders. Yeah. So, dude, that truck is a 1967 or 65 auto car model, right? Also used in The Wizard. There was a super fan that actually found the husk, the actual cab of that truck in a junkyard after the studio had dumped him off. Have you heard this story? No, that's awesome though. Yeah, dude, they found the husk in like a junkyard and they're in the process of like um, rebuilding it and their ultimate goal is to rebuild the truck and then drive it to Las Vegas to an actual arm wrestling contest. Oh my goodness, that is a super fan. <laughs> Not yeah. only a super fan of Stallone, but a super fan of Over the Top. That movie, yeah. yeah wow. And did you see The Wizard? Yeah, I've seen it, but it's been a long time. I, I bought into that hype on that movie, and I saw it in the theater. I think I skipped skip school to see that wow. stupid Another movie. super fan we got here. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, anyway, um, the graduation wraps up, and all the cadets are being dismissed. And, um, <laughs> of course, like everything else in Lincoln's life, he's late. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not only that, like when everyone's getting dismissed... Um, the kid is looking around there. He's looking around at all the other kids hugging, you know, their parents and getting congratulations from their grandparents and, and they're rifling the kid's hair and giving him smooches. And he's just all by himself kind of spinning in a circle looking for, uh, you know, his parents or his family. And at this point you don't know the relationship. So you don't know if, if, if he has family, if, if he's, if somebody's late, you don't know what's going on. He could be an orphan. Right. We don't know, but we find out later that Lincoln is his, is it estranged father? <laughs> I guess they didn't never explain it. That bothered me. Um, yeah, I did notice. Yeah, that, that- so so you know, for Robert Loggia being you know Mikey's granddad, he's not any better than Lincoln. No, nah, I mean, he Lincoln didn't show up either. Up. Yeah, granddad no didn't kidding. even show up for the graduation. And that that was a question I had later because he was saying he was supposed to fly to meet his grandfather. So who was he looking for? He knew his mom was sick. He's never met his dad. Who was he looking for? Or maybe he wasn't looking for someone. Maybe he was just kind of taking in the fact that the other kids had some kind of bond with a family member and he, and he didn't. Right. Well, he does find somebody he's looking for his limo drive. Well, first of all, you get, do you get a cut of that top notch security at that school first? No. Did you catch that at all? 
no, it's a super small cut. So when Stallone is pulling up in that truck, he pulls up and they're like, hey, buddy, deliveries are in the back. And he's like, oh, no, I'm here to pick up my kid. They're like, okay, come on through. <laughs> like, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Top notch. <laughs> There's a lot of um, uh, low-key, terrible security in this movie. Like, yeah. you can't park that here. Keep it then. Yeah, <laughs> Those totally. Like, have a little command presence, for God's sakes. Um, so, basically, what happens is Mikey goes to the limo, says, you know, limo driver says, oh, Grandpa's going to be, I don't know if that's, he's the limo driver or the accountant, like, everybody in the Loja organization ha- wears multiple hats. But, yeah. basically, the driver says, your grandpa meets you at the airport in an hour. So, before he gets in the limo, one of the officers from this military academy says, hey, the colonel, the colonel wants to talk to you real quick. Yeah. So he's like, he's like a robot. Like, yes, sir. Reporting now, sir. Reporting for duty, and sir. So, yeah. Hot, hot, so, hot, um, hot, 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 up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and when he gets into the uh, colonel's office, basically that's where Sly Stallone is waiting for him. And he says, hey, um, hey buddy, your dad's here to pick you up. And he's like, I don't have a father, sir. He's a piece of garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Totally shits on him. Yeah. Like, I don't have a father. So when Sly turns around and is like, hey, hey, Mikey, nice to meet you, which is like, dude, could you imagine being a 12-year-old boy, never having met your father, and all of a sudden some stranger shows up to pick you up? Talk about the shock, dude. Shock of a lifetime. Hey, he asked for ID, though. That was pretty slick of the kid. He did. He yeah. asked for ID. And uh, what ID does he produce? A wedding picture that looks photoshopped. Right, of him and his mom. Yeah, and it was weird when um, when Slice first walked in. Everyone's giving him the eye, you know, like all the families are like, "Who's this guy?" You know, like whatever. But I didn't look at really, him like he's a he's a he's a turd, right? But I didn't think he looked that out of place. Like they didn't really Sly. It still looked to me good. He looked more in shape and fit. He had you know his hair was fine. He wasn't like done up like a bum or anything. And I thought they pushed a little hard trying to make him seem out of place where he didn't. You know, other than well, other he, than his pants, he's, not, he's his he, pants. He's, he pulled up in a uh, sixty five. Rusted out truck in a True. pair of suspenders, and his pants were pulled up to his nips. So that might be the the only thing I would have double taked at. <laughs> that was yeah. that was the that was the um that was the fashion in those days. Yeah, I just did. I didn't those... think that he looked like t- as bummy as they were making him out to be. I mean, dude, his truck looks like the truck from Joyride. For God's sake, is he going to be looking for candy cane yeah, in that? Yeah, thing? The, tr- the truck is uh, you know a different character. You know, I just didn't think he looked bummy. He didn't look grimy or he didn't look like Grizzly or you know any well, of those other guys. Mikey's about to get in a limo and drive to the airport and take a first class trip on an airplane to California. Now he's being told he's got to go with this guy. Yeah, right, this right. Truck. <laughs> it's going to take three days. Yeah. Did I ever tell you that story about when uh, my stepdad was dating my mom? I was young, young. And uh, he wanted the same type of trip where we would bond. And he was a truck driver, right? So uh, he took me to some delivery he had to make in Indianapolis from Chattanooga to Tennessee to Indianapolis. And I remember thinking the whole time, like, I am going to die. I am never going to see my mom again. You dump me in the desert. <laughs> I'm also trying to be polite to this guy. Uh, the murderer. <laughs> please, please don't murder me. Get your overnight yeah, bag, I, uh, a shovel, some duct tape, uh, and get in the truck. <laughs> hey, you got the, did you get that extra uh, cord? What? <laughs> oh, speaking of Chattanooga, Dave arrived there last night. In Chattanooga? Chattanooga. Shout out, Dave. Mm, shout out to Dave. Um and and I noticed like Mikey's costume. He's wearing like a spirit Halloween Marine Corps uniform. Yeah, yeah. Class yeah. A, like with a blood stripe. He's a staff sergeant. I think a the, lot uh, of badges on that thing for a kid, dude. That was loaded up. Underwater basket weaving. That's good. Some sort of uh maybe like he's got achievement points from his Xbox on his chin. Yeah. <laughs> 
He had like so, f- f- those fake ropes and shit under his armpit. Like everything you could slam onto a jacket was on that jacket. <laughs> Look like Chesty Puller for the kids' military uh, academy. Good. For God's sakes. So um, basically Slice tells him like, hey, uh, she's sick. Uh, your mom thought it would be a good idea. I come pick you up and we have like a, and he literally says it like some father son bonding time. So we get to know each other on this trip. Yeah. Yeah. It was very upfront about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we find out mom's getting surgery on Wednesday. It's a three day trip. And I've already guessed it, that he's going to be late. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's already late to graduation. He's yeah, going to make it for that. They gave you the, ti- they gave you the timelines and you knew what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to be late because he's wrestling arms all over the country. Yeah. So, um, he he had to keep stopping washing that truck instead of getting there on time. I thought a nice touch though, like right before he got in the truck when they start off on their trip, he takes off his clip on. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice he took his tie. He cracked that tie down a little. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, like, dude, like just a sly touch, man. He takes off his clip on to show, like, yeah, this is all that's right. solid. That's pretty good. <laughs> so the director of this movie is Minahim Golem. Golan, Minahim Golan, dude. How many, how many movies do you think this guy's directed? Oh, it's got to be what fifty, a hundred more. What's he done? Two hundred and thirty-two yeah. credits yeah. to his name. Yeah, he, j- just his producing credits alone. He's got the uh, the original Canon Captain America movie, which everybody oh, has seen that. Says love that movie, dude. It's horrible. I love it. I love that thing. <laughs> Cyborg, Alien from L.A. He's directed 46 movies. He's always partnered up with Yoram Globus, right? Yeah. Um, but this dude directed The Delta Force and Into the Ninja Man. Like, yeah, so good. Like, wow. That OG Captain a, America when I was a kid was one of my favorite. Like that, what's it, what's con- that? the OG Captain America, uh, Condor Man, and the OG Spider-Man. I love those type of movies with like the weird costumes and bad superhero effects. Uh, I still love those. Well, you know why, right? No. Because it's the only ones we had. Well, yeah. I guess you have much to choose from. I mean, because these days got all the, you know, the Marvel Avengers movies and shit like that. That's we true. had. That's true. Um, like, no internet begging for a live action G.I. Joe movie. No, you're and right. And we got He-Man. You're right. <laughs> the canon He-Man movie. I just remember him had like a kind of a, a plasticky see-through shield and he would mount it on the front of his motorcycle. Ah, was so cool. Yeah. And so cheesy. Um. As soon as Mike gets in the truck, though, he's like, this truck is disgusting. And I realize this kid's a, an enormous asshole. Yeah, dude, I'll tell you right now, my kid, me, actually, me and my kids, they would have been stoked to ride in that truck. Uh, to this day, I'd be stoked to ride in that truck. My, my boys see that truck, they would have been like, can we ride it? Can we get in it? Right away, for sure. I don't even think I'd yeah. like a kid that wouldn't want to get in that truck. As a kid, that's awesome, you know. Yeah, when you're doing it with somebody you know. Well, there is that. <laughs> you got a stranger danger, like, <laughs> and you, dude. Like, how weird, weird is it that they, they never explain in this story, like, why he abandoned his it's, family? It's, There's it's always just some loophole. excuse, right? Yep. But he's got pictures of the entire family that he abandoned in his cab. Right, truck. right. So they, they, he and he, he himself, Stallone says, or Lincoln Hawk says, I made a mistake, I made a mistake. And, and they, it's implied that the grandfather never approved of him, but that doesn't explain why he left. It, they never it, they tell never you explain exactly. it. He talks about he drove a wedge between me and my family, uh, blah, blah, blah. We find out later, like, you know, because Mikey says, you know, I wrote, wrote, you never wrote me a letter. You never called me. And he's like, I've written you hundreds of letters, blah, 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 right. blah. And of course, now we find out, you know, find out later, Grandpa Loja was stockpiling them letters. But um, 
Yeah, dude. Like, there's really no explanation of why he did what he it's did. It's a huge plot hole. A huge plot hole. It's like the most important thing you need to find out. Was he a? Is he the good guy you should be rooting for, or was he the bad guy? I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards he was a bad guy because he's got a gambling problem. He's always late. He's uh he's got a temper. So yeah, and I guess he's so you're supposed to root for him now because he's trying to do the right thing and make up for it. But it just it it would have been it's an important piece of that puzzle to know why he left or what the motives were and it was never given and it's that's not cool yeah it leaves you wanting more yeah um so they start their trip and immediately mike feigns being sick and so lincoln pulls over to the side of the road and in one of the more awkward and absurd scenes he runs across the freeway causing wrecks and yeah do you think they got a like a little person stuntman or do you think a they threw just hooked a kid in the road. And uh, I, I looked. It. I looked for it because I I thought they had the same thought. It wasn't him for sure. It was, there was a stockier, but it was just his height. But it was a stockier dude. So uh, definitely stunt man. Uh, I was I was more curious how no one on that freeway cared about like a possible abduction because he's like grabbing. He chases the kid and almost tackles him and grabs him by his arms and drags him back to the truck. And everyone in a bear hug. Everyone was just cool with it. But I mean, fr- from the outside looking in, that ain't a good look. Not a good look for Stallone. <laughs> no, dude. You just imagine you're driving down the 95 and you see that shit happening. You're, are you calling somebody? Or yes. Yeah, it was a bad look. You're for just going to turn a blind eye. Um, but anyway, you see you know a kid. In, you see a kid a, in a, a military. A kid. a kid in a military uniform running away and screaming from a dude that's jumped out of a truck in a trucker gear. That it, it doesn't match. You wouldn't think that's <laughs> yeah. his dad because they don't match. That's a, that's definitely a stranger danger human so. trafficking situation. So, yeah, but you know the kid's sad, but a bear hug and an ugly cry always helps. So he's able to get it together, throw him back in the truck, and I noticed like he's missing a sleeve after that. Yeah, when Stallone grabs him to pull him back, he rips the sleeve off, which is going to be important later. It is important part of the war. So yeah, yeah. Robert Loja is fuming after he hears the news that um. Uh, basically Lincoln has taken Mike and, uh, he died in 2015, by the way, Robert Loja, he was 85 years old and dude, that guy has four movie credits after his death. Oh, so he had what, like pre-production stuff when he was, I, I get like, I saw he died in 2015. I was looking at his IMDb and he's got like 2017, 2019. So they filmed footage of that guy that they're still using to this day. He's an absolute legend of TV and film, man. It shows he was still working up until the bitter end as well. Yeah, yeah. It was Robert Loja. Loja. Family Guy cuts great, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I noticed one of the hench goons with Mr. Loja, he's got like an army of goons and attorneys and all sorts of stuff. It's uh, Terry Funk. Yeah, Terry Funk. Roadhouse alumni, yeah. man. We've talked about him before. We have. Ever tell you about the story about his Japanese wrestling stuff? No. Uh, that's the first time I ever like was introduced to Terry Funk as I had some friends, Kevin and Kurt, and they lived in a basement really. And, uh, they had like all these bootleg tapes and they had bootleg tapes of Terry Funk and Nick Foley, Mick Foley, oh, no way wrestling in Japan. And like, dude, that guy towards the end of his career was absolutely just destroying his body. Man. Oh, man. Like the ring was surrounded in barbed wire. They had like tacks on the ground. They were stapling each other's foreheads. They oh, had exploding barbed wire. It was nuts, dude. Like a bloodbath. So that's the first time I had ever been introduced to Terry Funk, and he's got a great face, dude. He does. I just remember him from wrestling days, and you know, he was uh, mostly the bad guy, I think, wasn't he? Fighting like Ric Flair or somebody. I don't know. He was always doing something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
but he, dude, he's great in the eighties bar themed, um, tough guy movies. Yeah. One of the other goons is, is it was in like every a team and Knight Rider. He was a bad guy. It's like guy with a little mustache that he, he's not very prominent in this. You only see a cut of him a couple times. He might be the guy at the oh, gate yeah. when you drive through the gate, but that dude, I, he was a, a bad guy in like every single eighties, uh, action show there was. Great face, terrible actor. Yeah. Yep. So uh, they're on the road again, and then uh, Lincoln decides to stop at this little place for a great steak, and that's when we get um, we get that Mikey's an asshole, but he's also annoying as shit because he's trying to like give nutritional advice to a guy that looks like fucking Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's setting the kid up as a total douche because it, it's like, hey man, let's stop for you know burger, or steak, or whatever. He's like, do you know that the cholesterol and those things over the course of your lifetime will poison? You know, he, he gives a whole rap and. It, it sets the kid up as a pompous, um, a kid. Have you seen your dad jerk. naked yet? He's yeah. fucking Sylvester Stallone. Have you seen that guy? He's an adopt. <laughs> if you haven't, he's gonna ask you. To, he's gonna ask if you want to sleep soon. So maybe you will. <laughs> oh. hey, you know what I noticed too? Uh, when Stallone signs the ticket uh, when he's going to the uh, one of the stops, he signs with his right hand, and I had to look that up because uh, from Rocky, I would assume he's left-handed, right? Because you know Rocky's famous southpaw. Um, Turns out, dude, in Rocky, he was a southpaw. That was like a big thing in Rocky. Yeah, so I thought, damn, was he faking it on Rocky, or is he faking it right now? And uh, turns out, dude's ambidextrous. He he's he's amphibious. He's amphibious. He can breathe underwater. (laughs) It's crazy. So yeah, it turns out, dude can uh, another another uh, Stallone friggin' awesome dude can't do any wrong. Yeah, he can. I guess he's both hands capable. Well, thank you for doing the research on something so. Such a minute detail. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Uh, obscure info with Schlock or not. Yeah. Uh, the clientele at this diner he goes to looks like the, they took the entire uh, extras cast from the Double Deuce. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> like, were they filming on the same lot? Because they just moved those people over to that set and uh, filmed that one. It was almost uh, as bad I, as like a Back to the Future diner scene with like all the all the ruffians in there. I was looking for Jeff Healy in a cave somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's around here somewhere. Uh, so it's funny that story about my stepdad taking me on that, that trip. We did the same thing. We stopped at a truck stop. Right. And I remember going into the bathroom and if I've told you this, please let me know. Uh, I went into the bathroom and there was a condom dispenser, <laughs> like a condom machine. Yeah. And it has like scantily clad women with their bosoms hanging out. I guess to get guys ready to put on their condoms. I don't yeah. know why. But uh, I went and told my stepdad, my mom's boyfriend at the time, that bathroom is filthy. So you are this kid? Yeah. I told him that bathroom's filthy because I was talking about the condom machine, but I didn't want to say it. So he goes in and he comes out and he's like, oh, that bathroom looked pretty clean to me. So you're, 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 you're your grandma, dude. Filth. <laughs> you're your yeah. grandma. Filth. Filth. <laughs> Uh, Mikey's like a little Richard Simmons spouting off healthy advice oh for everybody. My God. Yeah, he orders like a he uh, he goes into a whole rap when they order about like I think I think uh, um, the dad tries to order him a chicken because he gave such a, a bad uh, thing about the steak, so he orders him a chicken and, and he gets mad about the chicken and he's like, no, no, chicken causes this and that. I need a tuna, fucking like fish sandwich, tuna or sal- a salad, no, tuna a salad. salad, and a side. But does of he realize like something? the mercury levels in the tuna is just yeah. as bad? Like everything you eat is going to fuck you up somehow. So. Is that dolphin-free tuna? <laughs> yeah, and especially the kid that place is, is probably very expired too. 
I mean, I get what they're doing. They're setting the kid up as 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 a peevish and pretentious, and it it's fine. And actually, the kid pulled it off because you're not supposed to like the kid. You know, it's like that Joffrey thing where I'm I'm not saying the kid was a great actor, but he's also not a bad actor. He pulled off the what he needed to do for the film. But Joffrey, the kid who played Joffrey. Like he had to start like charities just so people would like him a right. little bit because he was so good in that role. Right. People hate him. Right, right, right. And you're supposed yeah. to hate this kid, and he made that work in the movie. He he did his job. Yeah, you know, like if, I think if I had been Sylvester Stallone, I would have promptly turned the truck around and taken him back. Right. <laughs> Where's your grandpa? Out Keep again? him. Yeah. Keep him. Yeah. Uh, then we get introduced to Smasher, which looks like Hulk Hulk Hogan after a meth bender. <laughs> Um, I wish my name nickname was the Smasher, dude. I'm kind of jealous of that. You know what that guy's name is? No, I didn't look him up. That guy's name is Magic Schwartz. <laughs> God damn! So he's got two. He's got a great nickname and a great name. That's not fair. I'm pretty sure my wife has one of those in her nightstand. The Magic Schwartz. <laughs> His Schwartz is bigger than yours. <laughs> that dude was in Lionheart, Stone Cold, just like any dirty biker movie. You need Magic Schwartz. Magic Schwartz is in it. Yeah. It, it, again, though, just like every other, you know, background baddie in this movie, he, he's got a great look, but he is not a thespian by any stretch. No, no, not not. Yeah, not at all. You want it? You want it, Hawk? I want. I want it too. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Uh, and at this point, we realize that old Link's got to get to work. And uh, this is the first of many very dramatic, intense arm wrestling scenes. It's also the first of many times that he was really quick to leave his kid alone. Just instantly yeah. <laughs> just takes off to arm wrestle, leaves his kid at the bar by himself with a bunch of scroungy-looking dudes. I mean, if Bull Hurley had wanted to take that kid, he could have. Why was Bull so sweaty? Why was everybody so sweet? He did. Be, the humidity <laughs> must have been in, in the 90 percentile. He didn't do anything in that bar except touch Mike Cox's hand, and he was sweating profusely. <laughs> uh, it's like somebody hosed him down out in the parking lot, and he walked in. Oh, he was just dripping, and he was doing nothing. I'd, I'd love to see the behind-the-scenes film, or the behind-the-scenes for this film, because, like... He, <laughs> One of the pieces of magic of this movie is it made me interested to watch two guys hold hands, holding hands. Yeah. and grunt. <laughs> and, like all the background actors are like, yeah, yeah, got money in their hand. It looks like the uh, background of like the old, um, what was that, Bad Dudes? The video game Bad Dudes where they were fighting in the warehouse and they had all the people in the background with money in their hands and shit. It like, reminded me of like a, a, a cockfight or something. Like there's just like a million – or a kumite. Anything yeah. like a million people just yelling and screaming and waving money above their head for some reason. It's like this whole like underground arm wrestling syndicate in the back. And Bull knew it was going and, uh, down there somehow. And who? Bull somehow knew it was going down there. Oh, yeah, and he wanted a piece of action too because after he smashes Smasher – Bull wants a piece of the action, and uh, basically Lincoln tells him, "Nah, you just wait till uh, Vegas." Till Vegas, Mr. right? I'm saving it all for Vegas. So had he so, planned? He had planned the Vegas stop with the kid, right? Because didn't he say it? in the beginning he had planned the Vegas stop with the kid there, right? Because in the beginning he tells the kid, "We got a couple stops to make: one in Vegas, one here, and then we're going to." Well, he be says there. he got a pickup. He's got. He says I got one more pickup, and I got a couple stop, something like that. But I don't. I don't necessarily think he mentioned the stop in Vegas because I don't remember hearing that. I was totally shocked. 
Uh, not shocked, but I was pleasantly surprised when he says, you know, we'll handle this in Vegas. And I was like, ooh, okay. I'm just trying to put it in the timeline of if they were on their way to, to see the mother before her surgery, was that part of his, like, I, I got to knock this out real quick and then we're going to see your mom. Was his priorities skewed? Well, yeah, because he is a selfish prick. So. Okay, just making sure I got that right. Yeah. And by the way, Bob Bull Hurley. Uh, he's another great looking character actor, dude. Oh, yeah, uh, he can't awesome. sell a line at the dollar store for nothing, but no, he looks doesn't great. need to. <laughs> doesn't need to. Yeah. He uh he's Rick Zumwalt. Richard or no Rick Zumwalt. Um and he does the old uh, nothing or double link. Let's do it. Let's handle this right now. Yeah. And he, of course he says, No, nah, let's just save it for Vegas. So Yeah. Uh and we find out that mom is in the hospital and she basically gives Mike a pep talk, like, hey, stick it out. You're a spoiled little shit. You need to experience life, you know, differently than you have been in the past. Uh, and she was played by Susan Blakely, who's done Towering Inferno, Annihilator, tons of TV. Uh, one of my favorites, Jake and the Fat Man. That's what we were going to call the show. <laughs> Steve and the Steve. Fat Man. Ah, you're skinny now. That's not funny anymore. Uh, it was funny before. Then, yeah. It's still funny. Uh, and th then we go to more uh, trucking montages to some saccharine 80s ballads. And uh, I think this is when you get the back and forth where Mike won't let the Alpine play. Basically, he's turning yeah. the music on and off. Right? I, 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 first, I thought it was odd, a little odd that Susan uh, Blakely got top billing for this because she was in this thing for like less than a minute, would you, t would you say? Most of the time, it's the characters talking to her on the phone from yeah. their point of view, not hers. Yeah, she was very, very little in the movie, but she is top billed. Um, and yeah, I had to turn that song off too. I don't blame the kid on that one. Actually, that one, that one, I will agree with. Well, he's he's you know trying to impose his will right over Lincoln and trying to change him instead of Lincoln changing Mike. So it's it's vice versa here. Yeah. Um, and that's when we get that little heart to heart talk where he talks about your grandpa put a wedge between us, but they don't actually tell what happened. They don't. I mean. <laughs> Am I looking for too much out of out of the canon film here? When I but it seems like that would be it's another like, good one. It, it, it doesn't. It seem like that would be like a super important part of this movie to be explained. Like what what happened for that family dynamic to end up like it did? Right, because the wife. And why do we need? Why do we need to fix this? The How wife did like, it get broken in any of the encounters you see with the wife Lincoln or even with uh, Loja, the wife never sticks up for Lincoln at all with her father. Never. She, she never once. So that made me think. The, the, he had he had no, no there wasn't a reason to stick up for him in other words you know not like hey give him a shot he's a good guy or he'll be a good dad or nothing so it it, it was very disjointed that whole dynamic between the between him his ex wife and the grandfather and that's what's crazy is in the very next scene it's the mother and grandfather talking and he's basically he says uh, Lincoln's no good but he's a doesn't loser. Ex expose or it doesn't you know. Uh, give any exposition of why he's not any good. He just right. says he's no good. So why? Right, and she doesn't and say then, anything. She doesn't. She doesn't contradict him at all. So she's. Yeah. I mean, basically agreeing with him. Yeah, like yeah, you're right. And then he's talking about searching for Michael. How is that going to happen? Does he have like a vast goon search network? Because think about this. This is 1987. This is before cell phones, before the internet. Uh, how is he out searching for Michael? Not only that. Is this that is a vast web, a network of people searching? It is, and it's weird to me that he had a, th a gang of thugs and goons because he wasn't set up as like a crime boss or um, 
a bad guy in any way other than he wanted custody of his grandson because he thought that the father was a loser. So why did he have so many like toughs and, and ruffians around him at all times? Like imagine every scene Robert Logian is in, he's got literally in the background like five or six dudes in suits just ready to fuck you up. Yeah, even at the gate, right? There's like armed guards at his gate and stuff, but but they never portrayed him as like a mob boss or you know drug dealer or anything else that would actually make sense for Lincoln Hawk to try to get his kid away from him. I, as far as I could tell, he was just some rich dude. See, I didn't really understand that either. Maybe in uh, Over the Top 2, we'll get some backstory on this whole... Over the Topper? <laughs> even even over the, more over the top? The Revenge of My Cock? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're stupid. It's God, dumb. We're stupid. Uh, then we get that awkward-ass, creepy sleep-in-the-truck scene. Dude, I try, I'm i so sorry, Doc. I wanted to pull that scene for you, and I, I either forgot or didn't find it, but uh, it, it is super awkward. So the truck is- How a, did that make it into this, it's in a, any film It's at a two-seater all? truck, right? Not a truck that has like a sleeping quarters, which actually that would be kind of weird too, but it's just a two-seater, and he's the kid's like, hey, man, are we going to stop at like a motel or something? And he's like, well, I just thought we- Let me do a slide. Hold on. I just thought we would sleep in the truck because, you know, people do that. If you want to use Other my... Other truckers do it. If you want to use my shoulder as a pillow, man, like, I, I'm okay with that. And it was such a weird, awkward... And the kid is looking at him like I was looking at goes, him. The kid goes, I'll do it for you, Dad. Uh, <laughs> like, so weird. So basically, he takes his hat and he, like, sticks it over his eyes and, like, leans back in, in the driver's seat and the kid like turns sideways to the open window to the passenger seat and they go to sleep i think a much better idea especially with someone that you don't know and obviously doesn't like you is just get a just get a room man don't make the kid more uncomfortable than he currently is you're forcing someone to sleep next to you asking him to like lay his lay his head on you and dude doesn't like you and you have really no connection yet that's that's a wrong time and the wrong place to to try that to try that. Hey, that move might work on the ladies, but it ain't gonna work on my cock. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you saw though when he won the arm wrestling match, Mike was just smitten with his father, and like that's all it takes. I, I, to, I've, I've got you, I've got feelings about that later too. <laughs> Twelve years you've abandoned your kid, and you win one arm wrestling match, and all of a sudden you're yeah, the hero. Yeah, <laughs> we gonna we gonna talk about that. Yeah. Winner takes it all, including child custody. <laughs> the loser's gonna fall. I'm gonna win a truck so I can be on the road more. And my son will love me. Oh, um, then I, I noticed we started getting this the basic little hints of the Kenny Long Loggins hit song, Meet Me Halfway. Oh, yeah. The hit. Like the melody. The melody for the song, the theme song of the movie was playing, you know, slowly throughout that scene. Mm. Um and then you get that early morning weirdo wake up, yeah. and he's sleeping on Mike. What a weird scene, man! Just a little dude. It's just a, it's just an odd scene. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, like, how would that have gone over if your your stepdad tried to pull that on you for the connection drive you guys had? <laughs> Why don't you just put your head in my lap and take a little? Nap? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you start to notice that. Um, the negative number of coat sleeves is directly proportionate to the <laughs> amount of cool points that Mikey is gathering because now he's got both sleeves missing on his jacket yeah. and uh, he's basically he's emerging from his cocoon as a badass. Now he's got like a weird vest. 
that just that just still has like a couple of purple hearts on the front for some reason and no sleeves. <laughs> National defense ribbon, yeah. his uh, firewatch ribbon, commendation from and, the Joint uh, Chiefs of Staff, <laughs> cleanest uh, latrine award. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so and that's when it shows the truck trailer and he's hauling a load of brute. <laughs> I didn't notice that, dude. I didn't see it. You didn't see on the side of the truck? It's a huge bottle of Brute cologne. Brute. It smells like a man. Uh, no. If he wrecks, the whole city's going to smell like an 18-year-old doc trying to pick up the pins <laughs> at the E-Club, for God's sakes. It's going to smell like the locker room at the gym in the 80s. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, what if Mike Hawk started Hawk's Gym? <laughs> The zingers are flying today. They're happening. Uh, yeah, if you, nobody's from Vegas and you don't know what Hawks Gym is, just yelp it. It's closed. I looked for it the other day. <laughs> I saw the yelp, and they've got pictures of the cages for people to see. I in. saw it. They have a they have a picture of the front desk that has nothing but lube, where there would be like protein powders and and like <laughs> it's like a billion bottles of lube. So, pro uh, tip for anybody not from Vegas. Just check out when you come out here. One of the lesser known, off the beaten path locals attractions is Hawks Gym and the Green Door. I remember the first time I saw it, I was at the gym and I it was like one of those weekly Vegas papers. And I looked over and it, it was like Hawks Gym. And then underneath it was like Free Lube Tuesdays, Blackout Wednesdays. And I was thinking, like, what the hell kind of gym is this? And then I found out. Now we know. <laughs> you fucked around and found out. Yeah. So I went for Tuesday, but not Wednesday is all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The cages in that place are immaculate. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, you have to be the janitor. uh, You want to be the janitor at Hawks Gym? What's that? Would you like to be the janitor at Hawks Gym? (laughs) No, absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Why are these towels so crunchy? Can we get a jizz mop uh, on uh back by the by the cable machine, please? We need a jizz mop. <laughs> Can we start a band uh, called Jizz Mop? <laughs> we got a spill between Smith Machine One and Two. Uh, there's not one weight anywhere except for shake weights. What oh, is it's crazy? It's crazy. Uh, so you get more trucking porn, and uh, uh, what is that? Does speaking of weights, does he introduce him to his weight machine at this point? Because I think point the Bowflex of arm fighting in that in the truck. Yeah, he he installed like a cable machine. Why didn't I think of this for my work truck? I could be buff right now, but he installed like a cable <laughs> machine next to his seat, so as he's driving, he can he can be working out that right arm, pulling down the cable. Uh, genius, if you ask me, just genius. Genius. I mean, you're uh, you know you're uh, you're multitasking for sure, but dude, imagine the size difference between your right arm and your left arm <laughs> so your le- but your left arm would have the driving tan so your left arm would yeah, be super I, tan I so. and then your right arm pale would be buff and, and white pale, <laughs> pale and pumped <laughs> your left arm looks like steve your right arm looks like sly ah, that's it yep actually it couldn't look like yours because your, your left arm would be tanner so yep. yeah yep. You're, you're pasty white so that's not gonna work either yeah the pasty is um so then that's when mike cracking jokes and basically tells Lincoln he's a dumbass. Yeah. Yeah, he says something about it was a really weird conversation a, a real condescending about like the average trucker has the IQ of a 
15 year old and you're probably not even at a 13 it was really mean and mean-spirited especially after where do you get that research like yeah. did they have a pool of truck drivers taking you know act Te- tests taking tests next to kids <laughs> like all in the same classroom yeah <laughs> it was a really condescending speech and it it, it it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable for me to watch. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I, if I'm such an idiot, huh? Like, drive the truck, Mikey. Yeah. The truck, of course, if it's so easy, like, drive the truck. I, I'm pretty sure that's an extremely illegal and unsafe thing to have your 12-year-old son drive a fucking tractor trailer with a load on it. And what about the brute? Is anyone worried about the brute? <laughs> the brute, man. Who cares about the brute? So he basically, uh, as you would gather, he learns how to drive the truck slowly and immediately loves his dad. Yeah. So now he's happy and he's, he's uh, you know, now Sly's making the connection. But what I did notice is at this point in the movie, the kid went from like totally insufferable to like cheerful and happy with no warning and no reason. And that makes he me learned think. how to drive a truck and his dad yeah. won an arm wrestling Match. Yeah, that makes me think he'll be a perfect wife for somebody one day because he was flip flopping from <laughs> mad for no reason to happy for no reason. <laughs> Fucking bipolar. Like, yeah. <laughs> what is going on with this kid? Yeah. I'll tell you, it, it, it is an emotional roller coaster, this movie, and I threw up in my mouth just a little bit because <laughs> there are some highs and there are some lows. You know what? I, and we're pooping on it, but I really thought that there was a good, uh, they, the chemistry between Sly and the kid was overall good. It, I've seen much, much worse. Um, mm. I thought they both did a good job. Sly is putting in the work for this film totally he, his his performance makes this movie a hundred percent right and and the kid i think the kid was you know the kid was i mean the kid's working oh, with he a, he, the kid's Even working though, with like, a golden globus out. canon film and still made it work so kudos to him yeah because when you like the kids you like the kid when you hate him you hate him right so that means there he did no his between, job so right. somehow some way it works but i also felt the connection growing between the two of them and, I, and it, there, i'll tell you i watched this with my son the reason we're doing this movie is because i watched it with my kid a few weeks prior and uh, you know i was like Does he here, love you now too <laughs> no not yet i didn't take him for a drive yet though but i could hear you doc i could hear your voice in my head as i was watching the movie like i could hear your, your comments which that's how i knew we should do this but at the end of the movie uh, which my kid loves Rocky movies, and that's why he wanted to watch this one because he likes Stallone because of Rocky. My kid loved this movie. He he thought it was great. He liked the whole father son thing. He liked the arm wrestling, the big bad guys. Um, he loved it. So I, he's he's the target audience, I guess. Yeah, this movie is made for kids. Dude. Yeah. It's a, it's a kids movie with adult stuff th- sprinkled right. in. Right. It's a Mighty Ducks. It's a Cool Runnings. Um, it, it, you know, whatever. Just add in it's the a father blood and sport. son. It, it's yeah. a it's it's you know. I wouldn't get like in a blizzard. tackling sport. foes and winning the love of your children. Right. And, and when I saw it as a kid, I didn't really even pay any attention to the father-son aspect of the movie. To me, it was all about the bad guys and, and you know, the tough guys. But, right. yeah, man, my, my kid loved it, man. Loved it. The core of the movie is the father-son relationship. Right. Everything else is just the window dressings. Right. right? It's, it's, the arm wrestling is the, coo- <clears throat> I use the term cool in print, or in quotation marks, yeah. the cool delivery system for your... Your father-son relationship heroin right. fix. It could have been a BMX right. race. It could have been a pool. A pool. Uh, you know, he could have been playing pool against somebody. It could, could have been have a million been other sports. Some wrestling. Sure. We could have had darts. Rochambeau. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It could have been <laughs> cornhole. Packing, like you name it. Yeah, yeah. He could have taken my cocktail cornhole, and it would have been the same movie. Wait, wait. Let me do this. Hi-oh! I'm gonna keep that, keep my, I'm gonna keep that handy for them zingers, you know. Perfect. <laughs> So they decided to do a uh, a quick lunch with a smidge of amateur arm slapping. Dude, what was up with those kids? Dude, 
What was that kid humping that pinball machine in the background? I said, she's a video. I couldn't stop. Like, it was. <laughs> so you see Big Boy Richie, which is his name. The, the, the bully kid's name is Big Boy Richie. The Scott Farkas uh, looking dude. <laughs> Scott. Scott. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Link bypasses like all child labor and illegal gambling laws and gets Big Boy Richie uh, to basically engage in an arm wrestling competition with this kid. Um, what does he say? Ten to one or something like I, that? I can't ten remember. to one odds. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't tell you. Uh, in the ancient art of holding hands, they're gonna say uh, the winner is best two out of three. Which this that term gets thrown around a lot in this movie. Just to oh let my you, god, to remind dude. you, how many times did he explain double elimination? Six times? Seven times? <laughs> Holy cow! Is driving me crazy. But this for this arm wrestling match between Scut, Big Boy Richie. And Mike, best two out of three, and I can't even imagine whatever will happen with this match. Dude, I, I couldn't get over those. Uh, I, I labeled them in my notes the troubled Utes because I could not tell. <laughs> dude, I could not tell if those kids were thirteen or thirty three, or if they were little people. <laughs> um, I don't know what was going on with those kids, man. But they, they their that look was throwing me. But they almost they're they, very weathered faces. <laughs> They almost look like uh like dollar store versions of the bad kids from Karate Kid. Like if you take the 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 bad dudes the the Cobra Kai like kids. when Johnny when Johnny fucks up uh, Danielson yes. and all the kids in the background are like yeah yes. show that kid fuck that yeah. mother dollar store version of that is a good good description I think but man those those Utes those Utes were eye catching to me I had a lot of I had a lot of questions going on so of course Mike loses the first the first match. Out of the two out of three. So he runs outside and he cries. He's crying like a huge fit. He was just happy as a clam two seconds earlier. So, like I said, bipolar emotional roller coaster. Oh, I I got to cut him outside. I got to cut him out there here. (laughs) (laughs) There is a lot of that. That's him. him. doing that in this movie, dude. He is basically Lincoln gives him a pep talk, right? And gets him back in the fight. And uh, I, basically, I was just going to tell you, I need more of that from you to do this show every day. Just I got like, a I need more like type of encouragement yeah. and like, I know the last one sucked, Doc, but the next one's going to be the best. Like that. We're going to get more than four people listening, yeah. I promise. It's going to be worth it. I know the last 67 sucked, but 68's going to be the one. <laughs> and that's when we get like, he's got to turn the engine on. He turns his hat around and that's when... Things get fired up. Yeah. Right? You just It's like a sport mode for your Crocs. When yeah. you put the flap on, like you turn your hat around, it's ready to go. He went from butt plug to spark plug with the turn of a hat. <laughs> Have you ever heard Dimitri Martin's thoughts on that? No. Hat on, hat on regular sports fan, hat on backwards date rape fan. Uh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, all I know is, so he obviously wins the next two arm wrestling matches. And so he wins the money. They should have broken the fucking glass on the pinball machine. That would have been that cool. Been that cool. would have been cool. Yeah. Smash that glass to show like he's he's the king. I mean, you throw a badass throw now. a coonskin cap on that kid. You got Scott Farkas. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's true. So he calls his mom to brag about his victory, uh, and I notice she's not looking very good, and I don't yep. think she's going to pull through. Yep. At all. It's a perfect. And it's I think a, they added those to the story to make what eventually happens a little bit more poignant. They had to punch it up the emotional beats a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
yeah, they um, and now that the kid's happy and there is some bonding going on, it's it's a perfect time for Lincoln to totally leave the kid alone again in a parking lot and not pay attention to him for an uh, extended amount of time with his back to him for some reason. And then he says, he's like, here, hold this. And he throws his jacket and uses his kid like a coat rack. But he was always he, says, he was always turned away from him. And then he's talking to the mom and he's like, yeah, he's helping out a lot. He actually helped me right now. Yeah. <laughs> hold my jacket. <laughs> hold my jacket. <laughs> But he always had his back yeah. to the kid. Like anytime there was an encounter, he was always looking away from him. I'm always eyeballing my kid, man, when I'm out in public. You got to keep your kid in, in view. He paid for it this time, though. He's not paying attention to his kid and he gets kidnapped. <laughs> well, attempted. Yeah, the, legion, the Legion of Loja is kidnapping Mikey. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, for some reason, the dude that has a, 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 a coterie of thugs. Yeah. It is every beck and call. Somehow they find Lincoln Hawk and Mike Hawk at this fucking diner in the middle of nowhere. They find him. Like before GPS, before the internet, before cell phones. They find him. And so they literally kidnap him. Then we get some fisticuffs. We get cars knocked off jacks. Get a little bit of a car chase, which I have no idea who Robert Loja picked as as his wheelman. But they were terrible if you can get captured by a, an, a, a tractor trailer. Is this the one where they have the car chase, or is this one where he just runs yeah, out and grabs yeah. him back? Because I thought at one point that he just ran out and grabbed him back from the guys. There was actually chasing no. him? He okay. chased him down in the truck. Remember, okay. he for some reason, Robert Loge's guy is driving through a like a roundabout at a off-ramp for an, a highway, and he rams the car. Yeah, cost. you're right. Yeah. And then, of course, the guys in the car take off running. And he's left there, and I thought this was cool because the first thing I thought was, well, now that his truck's wrecked, yeah, he, he smashed his truck. He's not going to have a truck. But Sylvester Stallone thought I was going to think that because he walks up to the truck and he smashes, he smacks the uh, the bars. He's got the like the cage at the front like of the a truck, cattle, like made a out cattle, of steel bars, and he slaps that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I thought the same thing. I thought that's where the story was going. Is like now he's wrecked his truck. What's he going to do? Type thing. Yeah. And then Sly Stallone covers that base yeah. by going up and slapping those bars on the front. What do they call it? Like a bumper? That was a cattle cattle catcher or something, like wasn't it? Like a cattle catcher yeah. or something. But he goes up and taps it like, hey, I know you're thinking this truck don't work no more, but look at yeah. these. Hey, this pl- like, this plot hole's been filled. Genius. Not the huge one about yeah. my family, but this one right here, we got it. We got this one written in. Solid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's doing his part on the set, right? Yeah. Like, uh, and then that that point, Loja's lawyers tell him that... Uh, Link will definitely get custody of his son. And so then it cuts back to more father and son bonding between Sly and Mike Hawk. And, uh, still funny. And still he gives him an explanation during this scene. And I'm still wondering why did Lincoln leave his kid? Because right. the explanation he has given is absolute bullshit. Right. The, the- this was so bad that on my second watching, I thought I missed it the first time around. I was like, well, I got to pay better attention. Cause I really didn't pick up on, why he left him, but I really paid attention the second time, and it is not in this Nothing. movie. No. Nothing. I have no idea why that yeah. happened. Um, and guess what happens when they get to the hospital? They were, just like in Avengement, there's our, there's a real tie-in right there. They were too yeah. late, the mom had just passed away, and if they hadn't stopped just for like a creamy-ass vanilla latte, they probably would have been able to see the mom. <laughs> or if they hadn't stopped to arm wrestle kids at a eh, diner, yeah. or... or or the, the teacher kid, kid how to drive a truck. truck. Yeah. So, Jesus. So, so then they cut to Mike. <laughs> that that starts over again. <laughs> Makes it all about him again. That's Ben, dude. That's oh, it. your mom's dead? Your that's mom's Ben. Dead? That's oh, really Ben crying. about it. 
Yeah, that's that's my son's actual cry. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, that's Ben. That's nice, man. I never told you about he's that. Got, he's got healthy lungs. Oh, dude. So I, the day that he, he was driving me insane, he was a kid. And uh, he was crying on nonstop, and I couldn't figure out why. And I was like, all right, I'm cranking up the mic. So I crank up the mic, and I'm holding him under his armpits, like, you know, out away from me. So his mouth is right into the microphone to get that cut. And Lynn comes home right at that moment, and what are you doing? <laughs> like, I was just totally abusing him for a little audio cut. Why aren't you consoling him? What is wrong with you? i him hot peppers for t- you know, 20 minutes trying to get this cry, man. Why don't like, you like- console him? This isn't for your show. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's for our show. Yeah, it's yeah, all material. We leave nothing left. Yeah. Um, dude, he does have some good points, though. Like, hey, he if does. we hadn't have done this, we wouldn't have done this, we wouldn't have done this, we would have made it in he time. He does. No, he totally does. And that's why Lincoln's a terrible father, because he makes terrible decisions. Um, but well, well it's, it's a selfish decision. It's a selfish decision because he wanted to spend time with the kids, so he was taking as much time as he could instead of trying to rush him to see his mom. Right. Trying to make up for that twelve-year gap, right? And I see, I understand why, right? He's he's really trying to bond with the kid and make the connection, but eh, maybe that ain't the right. Maybe get the kid mm. to his mom first and then try to connect a little bit. Maybe you could bond over missing mom, you know? I don't know. Mm. But uh, he has the wherewithal to grab a taxi to his granddad's. That was, that was really odd. See, was that odd to you? The, the way he took that taxi? Taxi, taxi. He just right. in the in the middle of the parking lot yells for the taxi, runs over to it. The taxi. Gets out. The taxi takes him, a child. I guess he has money, and and peels out, leaving uh, Lincoln in the dust. But I'm thinking, like, man, so the taxi driver was like, he's okay to take that kid with the other guy yelling his name, trying to get him back. Yeah, no, it was on like an like an escape. It was a really weird yeah, scene. Nonsensical. A really weird scene. Decisions. So, um, we get the the most baller entrance ever at um, <laughs> Christina's funeral. Even the priest stopped talking. Why would the priest care if someone showed up? Why would the priest care? He walks care? all the way across the cemetery in a black denim shirt with another clip on top. <laughs> a new set of suspenders. He walks right up. Everybody just stops and stares at him. He throws some flowers on her coffin and he just looks at everybody and walks away. <laughs> wow, what a jerk to do that. And what a weird scene that was too. I was thinking, does the priest know him too? Like, why would the priest care if someone else, another mourner came up there? It was like, you know what it was? It was like a cowboy movie when somebody walks in the door and the, like, the piano stops playing and everyone turns to look at him. But it was a funeral instead. Oh, you, they should have had the Foley artist just working some coughs. Like. <laughs> it's just fucking dead silent. He just walks up, slams the flowers down, looks at everybody like, what? Cripes. <laughs> oh, so anyway. Uh, that's when you get some pretty cool, like seaside shots of uh, Sly Stallone contemplating and brooding. Yeah, it was, uh, dude. It was because you've got that Kenny Loggins mm. song still percolating in the background, oh. getting ready to erupt in all of its glory, and I'll he's take just looking out at the ocean. I didn't catch any erupting glory on that at all. Oh yeah, he's just staring out there, and uh, he's got his mind made up. Man, he knows what he's going to do. He's going to go get Mike back. He's going to go get Mike Hawk back. He can't get Mike Hawk off his mind. There it is. There she is. He smashes the gate after the mustachioed bad guy phones in. He ain't going to talk to you, Hawk. You ain't welcome here, boy. We don't take kindly to your kind. (laughs) 
<laughs> so he drives that truck right through the fucking gate and into the front door of the house. <laughs> it was totally awesome. Did you cheer? I was cheering on that one. Like, yes. <laughs> that was great. Uh, he, he's gonna have a hard time getting custody of his kid. My next note when he's got a when he's got an MDPP and a B and E with TV <laughs> on it. That was my next note. If he couldn't get custody to before, I think this is he, he, the the grandfather's got a really good shot of getting custody after the dude drove his truck through his house. <laughs> Look, he didn't. Tommy, by the way, the MDPP and B and E with a DV. <laughs> hey, he can just email in and decipher that. Yeah. Um, oh, that was my same. I'm kind of leaning Team Lotion at this point. Like. This guy is a terrible dad. I was waiting for him to like run over a, a you know a house a, a maid or something on the way in on accident. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Butler's walking across the, the drive. <laughs> Good thing Mike wasn't playing like darts in the front room or something. <laughs> Four square with his buddies out front. <laughs> yeah. Playing Xbox in the front like, room. So he runs in the house. Robert Loge's goons like grab him up. And the kid's kind of on his side at this point. He's like, Dad, Dad, leave him alone. That's so weird. And he didn't even take the kids. Why did he even go in there? <laughs> I mean, doesn't he have legal custody of that child, Doc? Am I am I wrong here? Yes. Like, but Wasn't Loja in the wrong at this point? Couldn't he have maybe yes. had the authorities help him get his son back? <laughs> Here's the baby. Now I've done all this crime and the cops are going to come and cuff uh, you up and cart you away. He's wearing his bad idea jeans that day, man. <laughs> so it shows him sitting in a prison cell the next scene wait 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 and he gets <laughs> was that a prison what? cell or a Greek bathhouse bro because they were pouring with sweat in that cell are you sure that wasn't some kind of steam room or sauna sauna oh everybody was sopping they were so- how many we how- talk way too much about that on this show how- wait. We put- <laughs> I gotta- you're right I know but to continue <laughs> that conversation how many people Really, do you think that's one person on set that's in charge of spraying those guys down? Or do you think they have like eight different people running around spraying these guys to- all the time? Eric, uh, <laughs> Eric from Schlock or not, professional Luber, <laughs> <laughs> professional Sheen fella. It, that's more than a one-person job because of how many dudes were in this film. They had to be a constant team of people spraying. Oh, at the, the, the final third act? Holy <laughs> I felt budget. I felt greasy, like I felt my mom. I felt bad, like steamy. The Vaseline budget was through the roof. I, I, they just put it on the lens of the camera and just save money. I picture, you know, those like uh, Windex spray bottles, but full of baby oil. But I picture that, that they have to have like one in each hand, like they're they're akimbo. They're dual wielding those things because there's got to be so much sprayed at all times that one <laughs> bottle just ain't gonna cut it. So they're just everybody they're walking around spraying. Go over there, fresh and fresh and sly up real quick. Spritz him up. Off. Spritz him up. Uh, can we get a little more lube over here, please? <laughs> oh, it was everywhere. So uh, he gets he gets a visitor at at, uh, at the jail. It's uh, scarier than his dead wife's ghost. It's a <laughs> uh, lawyer shows up to visit him, and he's got a deal for him. Basically. Um, what what does he tell him? Like, leave, if you sign over rights, custody of the kid, we won't press charges for what you did at the house. Basically. I mean, it, wouldn't they be getting custody at this point anyway? I would think so, because he's going to be in prison. Yeah. So. Like, Loja is not a very good negotiator. At this no, point. his high-priced lawyers is not doing their job. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, Mr. Loja, why don't we just wait to see how the court case pans out yeah. before we yeah. anything out? Yeah, I think we already got the kid, by the way, so we're, we're already cool. 
And if he goes to prison, that's just going to help our case. So yeah. we'll just hold on. So, uh, at that point, Mike Hawk walks in <laughs> and, and uh, he's having a conversation. It shows they did do a good job of showing how their relationship had evolved over that three day time. I thought that was great. And I thought the answer he gave, he says, I don't know if you caught on to this because because Lincoln did. He says, I can't go with you. No, I didn't catch that. So when Not he, he asked doesn't him want if he's to, stay but with he can't. Him, Mike says, I can't go with you. And right. Lincoln goes, you can't? Not I, I won't. Want, right. Or I don't want to. I can't, which means somebody's telling him he can't. Right. And that was a pretty important distinction yeah. in that scene. I thought it was really good. And again, that's the power of sliced alone, man. I mean, the guy no, can I, act. And I totally agree with what you said. I think that there was, there. I think I even told this to you before you watched the movie. There's heart in this movie where it was unexpected and actually, um, it was done well. It was done well to the point that I, I was surprised that there was scenes where it was there and I didn't think it should be. And it was there. So I, yeah, I agree with what you said. So now that we have all the dramatic shit out of the way, let's get straight to the arm wrestling baby. Yeah, Cause yeah. we're, we're going to the finals. Yeah, I guess this is it. And apparently that was a real event it in was. Las Vegas that they, they put on just for the movie. They put on on my birthday in 1986. No shit. Yep. I think it was the Plaza, was it? I Were you at Peter Pan or Peter Piper Pizza when that happened, or Chuck E. Cheese? Let's see, eighty-six, like, um, sixth grade. I would say Crystal Palace Skating Center was, it, or maybe uh, a Chuck E. Cheese. The shit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Crystal Palace way cooler than Hawks Gym or Green Door. Everybody, That's yeah, right from Vegas. They don't go. To, um, so <laughs> this is weird. We get this back and forth editing session where we've got. Lincoln driving to Las Vegas, Nevada. We see him pass state line, that old ass sign old out sign, there. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, um, Mikey finds a stash in his grandpa's bedroom of all the letters. I'm just glad he didn't uh, hit up old grandma's bedside magic. Uh, that's exactly. My, my next note was you got to be real careful rifling through your mom's <laughs> underwear drawer because you might find something that you'll regret later, buddy. <laughs> the magic shorts. <laughs> it might find the smasher. <laughs> Yeah, he finds all all the letters, everything Lincoln has ever written his son, Loja kept, read, and didn't dispose of for yeah. some reason. And you know what? That was unclear to me whether the mom had kept them or Loja at that point, because it looked like he was going through his mom's stuff, not the grandfather's stuff, like like going through her belongings. So I, oh, that yeah, was, maybe, I was a little was confused. No, no, yeah. you might be right. I was confused. I, I couldn't tell. But why, why would the mom? But that's, there why you go. Why would the mom give them to him? She read them. She knows that there was heart. He was trying to connect with his child. Why would she do that? Right. So it, in my head, when I thought it was her, I was thinking, okay, so maybe she was keeping him from him. Like, so there was a lot of disjointed stuff going on with that huge plot hole. Yeah. So um, then we get to the meat and potatoes. We get to the real tournament yeah. of real competitors in Las Vegas with some actors and background characters thrown in for good measure right and when i saw this thing dude like immediately this sport and battle bots are like now my two favorite sports of all time that's funny i just watched battle bots with michael just the other day dude battle bots is on max now yeah it's awesome i gotta find the episode kai and i what went and watched get filmed here in vegas that that stuff live is out of control dude i had no idea how nuts that shit is is down by di i think where's that it's off of a uh, trop hey next time you go let me know i'll bring michael Okay, yeah, dude. I, I won free tickets from Vet Ticks, and dude, I took uh, Kai and some of his friends, 
and it is insane yeah. how loud it is. Those like machines are that. extremely powerful. That's cool. Which okay. don't it doesn't look cool on TV, uh, but live, dude, it's freaking amazing okay. to watch. I'm in. So anyway, yeah. just like I assume this this sport is. Yeah. Like live. I mean, it's got the same thing. You got characters with nicknames and shit. Like here comes Voodoo, and this is uh, Grizzly, and the amount of grunting and yelling that was going on, and slapping and and barking was out of control, dude. That was out of control scene. Do you think Lincoln betting on himself at the sportsbook Next is note. illegal? Next note. Pretty sure you can't bet on yourself. If you could, why not just bet on yourself to lose? So yeah, pr- make it easy for yeah. yourself. Next note on my paper, dude. So basically, Lincoln hits the sports book and he puts uh, the remaining lunch bag cash he's got on him. Well, he's so wait, wait, he's the important important point here. He sold his truck. So yes, he sold his truck once he got to Vegas. He got like seven grand or some some pittance. And he, a pittance. For he asked what's what the odds are twenty to for Lincoln one or something. Twenty to one. Right. So I'm not a gambler. I called my uh, uncle who's a gambler. Twenty to one for seven thousand dollars. Would be $140,000. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is when they really, I mean, I'm not, I, I can't emphasize this enough, Doc. They really, really want you to understand what double elimination means starting now. <laughs> I mean, it is said before and after every win or every loss. And it, I almost took cuts of it, but it was so aggravating. I didn't want to go in and find them. <laughs> Uh, I'm so-and-so, the announcer for this double elimination <laughs> That means you have to lose twice. If you win one and you lose one, you're you still in the match. Yeah, like, And they, they would repeat that every single match, every time. I wanted to pull my hair out. So at this point, Kenny Loggins is about to jizz <laughs> all over this movie. <laughs> He's about to splooge his... 80s genius music all over this film because uh, Mikey has determined he's ready to be with his dad, um, which leads into the most ridiculous travel montage slash sport event thing I've ever seen in my life, dude. Because there is no way my son is 14 years old, there is no way he could jump from the second story of the house. Steal a car that's a stick shift. Learn to drive that because his dad taught him how to drive a truck. Wink, wink. Flashback to the, yep. that scene. Go to the airport. Know where his dad's competing at. Well, go to the airport. And f- didn't didn't he didn't he hide like in the luggage of the airport or something? Not get a flight. So he he doesn't buy a ticket. He's able to fly find the plane that's flying to Las Vegas just as Loge's goons get there to capture him. He hides in the luggage compartment of the airplane gets put into the luggage cart taken to the nodes underneath the airport comes up the baggage claim belt from the bottom somehow gets to the las vegas (laughs) just in time to see his dad compete in the final tournament it's your you sound like you're making this up but you're not that's exactly what happened and in the background is that sweet guitar riff and that synth going off uh, My hair has wings. Losers come up fall. The, the winner take it, it just, all. I mean, dude, between the Sammy Hagar and Kenny Loggins music, your your '80s nostalgia meter will be chock full to the brim. You want a little cut of that? Um, Here, here's a little cut. You are best around. No, I'm never gonna keep it down. That's exactly what was going on in my head during. Exactly that. what we're dealing with right now. Um. The slick editing back and forth between the tournament and uh, and him was great. I think it was. Um, 
the tournament looked like they brought trauma extras. From oh, that's trauma good. Pill. That is good. They're just wacky characters. They're all lubed up. They're getting pumped with rubber bands. <laughs> Smacking each other, grunting at each other. Throw- the one guy's eating a cigar. The other dude's drinking motor oil. <laughs> Shit was going to- the gorgeous ladies of wrestling there. Oh, my God. All the chicks were super buff. Shoes. The amount of mullets in that crowd were easily half, 50% mullet. Men and women, at least 50%. There was posturing, testosterone, ladies with bigger balls than I got. <laughs> like, and one thing I noticed though, during that montage of the tournament, most of the matches ended like within two seconds. Yes. Like, as soon as the ref blew the whistle, boom, just well, slamming, slamming arms on the something table. Something I noticed was they had a weigh-in. How was Hawk in the same weight weight class as Bull? It's impossible. He's got to be like 100 pounds more one guy, Resco, the, uh, the black gentleman that he, he uh, arm wrestled, he was way smaller than the other guys he was arm wrestling earth. Why was there a weigh-in? And they even said, they said there's like seven weight classes when he, when he weighs in. There's like seven and weight classes. Elimination, and which double elimination, which means you have to lose two. Yes, and that. But why have a weight class if you, it, yeah, it didn't make no sense to me. I didn't care, but it was there. Um. And that's right. When Winner Takes It All by Sammy Hagar, look it up on YouTube, everybody. You yeah. won't be disappointed. It's just pulsating in the bra- background, right? This is like this is like America cin- American cinema done right by a guy from Israel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, good. this that's is great. Americana, dude, from yeah. somebody else's point of view of what Americana should yeah. look like. Now, we've, and we've been talking lately about doing a Kumite movie this Kind of qualifies, doesn't this it? This is a Kumite movie, right? Yeah. So we we ne- we finally knocked one of those off the list. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it, gradually through montage and slick editing and great, just dude, crowd reaction shots are great. The background actors are great. The later on when they start, you know, giving their bios when they're yeah. talking directly to the camera is freaking amazing. Yeah, because you get a little taste of each character, so you got a couple guys you might want to root for, kind of like a Kumite, or- like Bloodsport. Or in the in the words of Bull, it's shit and amazing. Yep, he was wearing shit a t- shit and be in there, shit and ring. What, um, his hat said and, like Las Vegas security, Las Vegas <laughs> jail security, no, jail, Las Vegas County jail, jail security, not not yeah. not officer. <laughs> uh, of course, as Link is moving up the ladder succeeding the matches are in, uh, increasing in difficulty at this point right and uh during that montage i don't know if you saw that bone and joint trauma oh totally i, I knew right away <laughs> hey the minute i saw that i said that's real that dude just got his arm broke that and is, i hate seeing yeah, that that is not fucking cgi no. that dude just had his elbow completely wrecked and that that was a professional arm wrestler he wasn't an actor that was one of the guys for the competition that came in and it was gross yeah and, and then, why did they keep that in here one of those little cuts um of the interviews they have Hawk and everyone else is all pumped up and like, I'm going to kill it. My arm's like a spark plug and I'm going to blip, 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 blip. And then they get to him and he's like, well, I just kind of want to win the truck. Uh, it's all about the truck. He's like a super downer. No. We'll no. That here in a yeah. So, but I didn't understand. Sure. I didn't understand. Like if the, if the point of, of winning was just to get the truck, wouldn't that just put him on the road more to spend less time with his kid? Well, he's got to make a living, though, so if he's on the road, he can take his kid with him because he's already graduated military academy, so he already has his education. Graduated military for, what, two months? Those are freaking summer months, dude. He can't take care of a kid on the road. His 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 plans were skewed. They were they were all skewed. So it's it's official. Lincoln Hawk is a... Um, we need to make a shirt. Lincoln Hawk 
is a terrible father. Bad businessman. Well, not only that, he gets a way better deal coming up here that he should have totally taken. I have no idea why he didn't take the deal, but we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, uh, While Bull and Mr. Hawk are moving up the ranks, right, I'm pretty sure I saw Superfly Jimmy Snuka and Yukon Cornelius yeah. in the same scene. <laughs> Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> that Canadian dude was huge, man. That dude was so beefy. His arms were like big like hams, like big summer hams. So you know, my wife slaps my face like that before I start a slacker night. <laughs> we pump each other up before the, before the back of me run. You can do it. You can. Do it. Uh, uh, so eventually, we make it to the semifinals, right? Uh, <laughs> double elimination is clearly stated numerous times. So that means you have I to lose that, twice, right? Just that what it is? Lose, lose twice. What's that? Is that where you have to lose twice? <laughs> lose twice, and that's where I'm sure the uh, suspense and drama is going to be coming from because. You've got to do something to make two guys holding hands strenuously fun. interesting. Right. And, fun. and they did with with like the guys breaking apart. And hey man, how many refs? Uh, we'll get, I'll, t- I'll talk about that later. Oh, go ahead. The, the, the statements from the competitors. <laughs> He's holding my hand. He touched my thumb. <laughs> Johnny Grizzly's wearing a FUBAR shirt. <laughs> He's the one that ate a, ate a cigar while he was wrestling. He ate a cigar and he drank motor oil. Valvoline. He put in a spout. He didn't even drink it from the can. He put in a funnel and drank motor oil. <laughs> this whole thing is like a circus side, circus side show on oh, steroids, so but good, literally, because everybody's literally doing steroids. It's so great. <laughs> you got Mad Dog Madison. Uh, <laughs> he, he's giving a stupid speech. Harry Basco's whole body's an engine. And then, His like, arms, you said, the spark plug. <laughs> Lincoln's like, I just need a truck. Uh, yeah. Everyone's fun and entertaining and engaging, except Lincoln. He's a downer, downer Joe. Star of the movie. He's dude. a downer. He's got no fun. He's got no personality. Uh, yeah. And then I wonder who the final boss is going to be. Is it going to be Bull? Yeah. I wish I should. I wish it was. Uh, I wish it was Grizzly. I thought Grizzly was the most fun out of all of them. That one dude that looks like a fucking thumb. I sent you a picture of. Well, yeah, he was pretty good too. Imagine one of the chicks from my 600-pound life as <laughs> an arm wrestler, and you got that dude. That's pretty much it. Oh, that's bad. Oh, God. So, basically, it's like calling arm wrestling a sport is like calling darts a sport or yeah. bowling. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So, um, what happens next? Well, before uh, you get to the... Lincoln um, loses to Grizzly, right? He does lose... In a very dramatic... He does lose to Grizzly, and, and then you get a full explanation of he's not out of it yet. Again, because it's a double elimination, and he's only lost once, and he has to lose twice in order to blah, 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 now, blah, blah, blah. How convenient, too, now that he's lost, he has 30 minutes to tie up some loose ends from the movie. Just a little time. A little time to kill. So he's got just enough time between matches to to uh, go meet up in Loja's lounge to talk some more about, cause somehow, somehow Robert Loja's in the somehow, somehow Loja had a penthouse in the same, in the plaza, <laughs> the same place that he was arm wrestling. I did. Don't uh, ask. Just go with it. Don't ask. So funk summons Hawk to the Loja lounge and they go upstairs. And at this point, Loja offers him $500,000 and a new truck and, and the trailer. Top, top of the line, him. like the best truck money can buy truck just to give him custody of that kid no 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 no. it wasn't to give him custody he already had custody it was for him to leave town and never come back oh that's right 
because that was the problem. That was exactly the problem that I had of like, dude, wait a minute. So, and because I did the same math you did, I'm like, hey man, if you win your bet, you're going to get 140 grand. Plus the hundred grand of wins, that's two forty. Plus the truck. And the truck. Right. If you take this deal, you're gonna get a better truck and more money, and you already don't have custody of your kid. You've already signed him over. What the hell is going on now? And like with what he's giving you, you're gonna have the exact same thing you would if you won anyway. So I know. It's not like, like winning the competition wins him custody. Like <laughs> why? Oh, but it does, Steve. That's exactly what this uh... means. Winner takes it all, including the child. <laughs> Loser's gonna fall. Winner gets custody, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't understand what was... I, he's making these deals. Why was Loja offering him anything? He already had custody. Uh, Loja makes some pretty stupid moves, too, as uh, I'll talk about later in the movie. But uh, Well, Terry Funk makes a pretty I, bad move here, too. He, his was horrible. Yeah, that actually gets, bothered me. Gets, that bothered me. Yeah, basically, what did I put here? Lincoln won't take the deal. He he's for I don't know what reason. Lincoln doesn't want the deal. Oh, he force pushes the Funkster straight through that door. Well, for, for, so he's trying to leave, and and Terry Funk is like, Mister Loge is not done talking to you yet. And, and every, then, everybody has this very disrespectful thing where they do like a knife blade hand onto your chest. Yeah, they stop I think him. He does that to him yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So. Sylvester uh, Stallone tries to leave, and uh, Terry Funk pushes him. And let me tell you, this is this is bad. This is bad writing, and this is a bad scene because when you push somebody, you better get ready to fight. He pushes him, and then he sticks his chin and chest as far out as he possibly can, so that Stallone can easily get up and just knock him through the window and and leave. Or through the through the glass door. None of it made sense. It was it was a badly th- that whole scene right there really bothered me because I didn't understand the motives. I didn't I understand loved, any of it. I didn't it care. Was, uh, oh, I didn't oh, care for I, 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 hated I it. just wanted to see somebody get pushed through the door. <laughs> That's all it took. It's all, I, I'm a basic bitch, dude. Just, <laughs> just never got through the door. He got I, Ross Ross off out the door. <laughs> Oh, I was so aggravated, bro, because I mean, nothing makes sense now. He's giving him more money for what? I don't understand any of this. I was so aggravated. Uh, That's not how you fight. Another crime in Robert Loja's presence, which is even more of a reason for him not to give you custody. Why is Loja there? How? How is he How does he have a sweet... Loja's God in this movie. He's omnipotent. Omniscient. Oh, man, it was so aggravating. He's everywhere. So, um, now with Hawk 1 and Grizzly, uh... No, Grizzly one, Hawk zero. Um, we're going to start like a um, arm wrestling zoo here with all these animals. Hawk and Grizzly and Bull. They're all pairing off. Grizzly chugs motor oil, um, which is, I'm pretty sure, where everybody on the set got their sheen from. They're just <laughs> drinking the most. <laughs> it's just coming out of their pores. Why, didn't, why, didn't, why wasn't Grizzly the main guy? He was awesome. He was awesome, dude. Um, I don't know how. I put uh, we get more somehow entertaining arm wrestling action. I, I don't understand why I was so engaged with this movie. Well, they, they you know what they did? They did more um, one on ones. Uh, so now they had the finalists, and they did a little bit more of the guys talking, which was cool. Um, which and that's builds when you get the character. Here you get the you... famous cut I did take here. What I do is I I just try to take my hat and I turn it around, and it's like a switch that goes on, and when the switch goes on. I feel like another person. I feel, I don't know, I feel like a, like a truck, like a machine. 
So that that's the most fun you get out of him and pretty much the whole competition. But everybody think, else is going nuts. Do you think Stallone wrote that himself after the fact, or do you think that was in the script? I mean, that tie-in is good enough that I probably would give it to Stallone over them. Like, maybe that was a, a, a character dude. choice that Stallone made with the hat, and then he, he linked it in with a reason. I could see that. Yep. Stallone... Uh, the one thing he's got to care about in this movie is his character and how he's, his character is perceived. So I completely see, I see him it. writing yeah. that dialogue. I'm with you on that too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, fun fact, we've gone to the final event now that he's beaten Grizzly in a hey, very hey, dramatic. But did you notice he only beat Grizzly once? Yes! <laughs> what happened to the double elimination? Where's the double elimination you've been telling me about and throwing down my throat this whole time? <laughs> the disclaimer, the asterisk oh. at the bottom. It, it, Excludes Why? all grizzly competitors. Why didn't I get two grizzly? I wanted to beat him twice, man. Uh, oh, God. But did you notice that the main event, the final event for the arm wrestling competition is also called Over the Top? It is. That's great. I, I, the I final had, event, now called Over the Top, which is double elimination. You must lose twice. I had more fun with the refs because they did an announcement uh, to bring the refs out like they were the fighters. Like, and let's give a warm welcome to our refs. Dude, no joke. There's like 12 refs. They come out. And they look just as crazy as the fucking... They're all bearded and buff. Hey, but during... If you ha- if you didn't notice it, you got to go back and watch this, man. During the, the actual final wrestling match, all 12 of them are circling the two fighters and they they got their hands on their knees like they're looking at something far away and they're moving back and forth like they, they got to see every angle and they're completely surrounding both guys. It's, it's comically great. Every it's other match really had good. one ref. Or none. Or none, but this one's got twelve that look like they just came came out of the competition for Death Race two thousand. They're, they're shoulder to shoulder, like like they're 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 having to act right instead of just stand there and watch. So they're all like like punching their other hand, like Robin and Batman, and they're 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 moving left and right to try to get a better angle and see, but they're bumping into each other. They're Keystone Cop refs. Oh, it was so great. That was awesome. <laughs> totally awesome. And just so you know, like we've been talking about this arm wrestling match, but at this moment. Um, by some fucking miracle brought forth from the movie gods, Mikey makes it to the main event just in time to see his dad in the finals. Just in time to give his dad a quick pep talk before he goes in. Because <laughs> now now Stallone is giving him the same rap that Mikey gave him earlier of like, the dude hasn't lost in so long and I don't know if I could beat him. And the kid's like, well, and rightly so, by the way, the kid's like, so all that pep talk you gave me was bullshit? You didn't believe any of it? You got to go in thinking you're going to win or you definitely aren't going to win, which was totally correct. So basically, Mike calls Lincoln a hypocritical pussy. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, oh, And rightfully so in my fight. eyes, yeah. And then they hug it out, and then they, like he's ready to win, even though his arms hurt and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's one of these. Aww. It's the moment. It is. It's happened. That's the one. And then uh, winner takes it all. It's bubbling up to the top again. Yep. And uh, Hawk flips the switch. The hat goes backwards. The face mm-hmm. turns into... Um, all all business, no play. And man, was that was that song on a loop for like over ten minutes in that movie? Because I think that I song think so. played the whole time, so. right? Yeah. So at least because fifteen they, minutes. Of they that spent song. zero dollars on a on a score for this movie. Right. Okay. It's all elements of the themes from eighties ballads, like movie yeah. rock ballads. Because I heard that song in my head for like days after that. So I think they played that song for like the whole third of the movie. Yeah, and then just so you know. I think I dislocated my elbow when they slipped hands because that looked like that hurt. Oh, it sure did, didn't it? Ooh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. When they slipped, I, I don't know. Do you think Sylvester Stallone had an insurance policy on his arm for this movie? <laughs> because, dude, there is they, they punish ample opportunity other. for injury. 
Yeah, that um, that's a that's a really good question, man. I, this dude really get does give hundred percent. You know, he hurts himself on like almost every movie he does. So I wouldn't put it I wouldn't put it past him to um, come out of there with some injuries or not. Me either, dude. Me either. But this, um, since they slip, now they got to bring out the straps to keep to hold their arms together, which you know it adds. You, you, like you said earlier, they have to make this fun somehow, and I, somehow they did. They they pulled it off. I don't know how, man. It's it's beyond. It's it's. A, it's a, All rules it, of cinema. Golan and Globus strikes again is what that was. Yes. It's a good one. It's, it's another, another good, good one. one. Yeah. <laughs> I got to separate that uh, out. And th- this is where Loja does something stupid too. He shows up and he tells Mike, we're out of here as soon as this thing's over. Yeah. <laughs> like, all these issues why does robert loja give a shit if lincoln wins or not i don't Let's understand go. any of what was going on with with his motives it, it's nonsensical. we're out of here as soon as this match is over it's give like, me more grizzly drinking valvoline that's that's all i'm looking for <laughs> kudos to the announcer for having absolutely anything to say during an arm wrestling match too well like, he had one thing to say this is a double elimination tournament <laughs> it's all he had to say uh, I, I gotta admit, man, Mister Mister Golan had me interested during the entirety of the five minute and twenty four second arm wrestling match. Oh, is that how That's long? How long that wow, scene. jeez! Five minutes and twenty four seconds of arm wrestling wow. mayhem. Wow. Well, they got their money's worth. And then guess who wins? Uh. Lincoln Hawk for the win. Yes. And do you think in 2023, uh, a modern crowd would attempt the uh, crowd trophy delivery system that they did? I, I, I noticed that too. I was like, that's weird. That was a weird way to give him the trophy. Instead of it being on a pedestal or handed to him by some model, for some reason, the, the trophy gets crowd surfed. It gets surfed. thrown into the crowd. It gets crowd surfed like a punk concert from the back of the arena to the front for him to grab it, for him <laughs> to hand it to his kid to hold yeah. on to, which makes yeah. sense. And now, I, I mean, if I'm reading this right, so the grandfather was like, well, fuck it. He's good at arm wrestling, so I guess I'll we give don't him know. custody. We don't, we don't know, because okay. the next scene is the birthplace of Hawk and Son trucking. <laughs> and then Kenny Loggins' understudy takes us out with Take It Higher. The, the guy's name who wrote that song at the, ex, at the uh, extra of the movie, basically, he's like the lesser of Kenny Loggins because in Top Gun, he also has a song in that movie that I had never heard before. And I've heard oh, the man. Top Gun soundtrack a million times. He's riding them, crumb, riding the tails, eating them crumbs of Kenny Loggins. Because <laughs> yeah. we get a Frank Kenny Stallone Loggins. song in this too, right? In the bar? The which, which the, song? Did we get a Frank Stallone song in the bar? I think so. I yeah. think so. Yep. I, I own that CD. I own the Frank, uh, Frank Stallone music CD. You so, do not. I do. Yeah. Jesus it was given Christ. to me as a gag gift one year. First off, it's a CD. It's a CD. Do you have anything to play it on? I do not. Maybe my Xbox. I do not know. You know what? Something. Uh, so yeah, the movie's wrapped basically. Um, something that bothered me, and then I forgot to tell you earlier. Did you notice that when the kid talked to Lincoln, he always started it with "May I ask you a question?" My kid does the same thing. My daughter. Hey, Dad. Yeah. Um, I was thinking that maybe. Hey, Dad. Yeah. And it was always like a pre. It's like just start the conversation with the it. statement. Just Don't say ask it. me to talk. Just fucking do it. So I took Jesus. a cut because he said it the whole movie here. Can I ask you a question, sir? He started that maybe eight times in the movie when he was asking something. He would always say, "Can I ask you a question?" And that for some reason that that struck a nerve on the second <laughs> watch. Like, damn it! Yeah, it's annoying. Just say the statement. Let's see if God I have any it. other. I think that was it for me. You got anything else at the for the movie? 
Sure, that's all. But then let's that do... is over the top. That was over the top. Let's do this. I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. All right, Docolator, give me your good news. How is this entertaining? How? How did they make this work? It's, that's the good news. It is. I don't know. Somehow. How did they make it entertaining? work? And, and you know what? Canon in general and Golan and Globus somehow. Or maybe just entertain us. I don't know how they do it. But yeah, I'm, I agree. It's just everything I watch from them, even though it's some of them are absolutely god awful. I just I love it. I'm entertained. Can't get enough. Yeah. Those dudes. I'm entertained. They ha- they were their finger was on the pulse of Steve and Doc somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, my good news uh, along the same lines is Doc finally got to see over the top. I'm really surprised you had never seen it. I was Twice. really happy you got to see it. <laughs> Twice. Twice, pal. All right, give me your bad Thank news. Thank you. Uh, the actors can't act, man. And I think a half of the actors in here were just like professional Not arm actors, wrestlers yeah. that they made them. Because, man, that guard at the uh, gate. Lo- uh, Grandpa or Mr. Cutler don't want to talk you're to you. You're not welcome here. Beat it. You're not welcome here, loser. Yeah. Pound right. saying, uh, you want it, Hawk from Smasher? You want it? I want it. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. I, I mean, it fits. It, it fit fine in the movie, but I agree. There was a lot to be... Uh, there was a lot of fluff, a lot of extras, um, but Stallone and the kids they somehow great, raised dude. it, raised they, they it back up. Say again. Stallone and the kids raised it back up enough to still make it a, a yeah. cohesive movie. You know, yeah. they look great, but their acting is uh, yeah. less than be. I candy. That's what we're talking about. I candy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, my bad news. I think this is a total missed opportunity. No Macho Man in this. This was perfect timing. He would have killed it yeah. as a bit character in this, and he is a good oh, actor. Yeah. All you, I'm sure he would have said yes. This was a perfect year for him. Macho Man would have been awesome. I was just awesome, thinking dude. that too, dude. That's so weird. I was just thinking like, just hire a bunch of WWE wrestlers and oh, they could why not? crush it in this movie. Now, Bull and was they cool. All, they all had the physique. Yes. Bull was cool because he was imposing. Oh, the Undertaker would have been great. It would have been awesome. <laughs> so Bull, Bull, nothing bad on Bull, right? Because that Rick Walter, whatever had the look. Like he had the perfect look for this. Um, but I didn't think he brought the, he brought the like enough, like Mr. T in Rocky Three, he he went deep. He went Thunder over lips. awesome, right? Awesome. You got the Macho Imagine. Man in there talking about how oh I would take your I don't care about your boy and your truck. I'm gonna take your truck and wrap it around your neck. Oh, it would have been so great to see him go crazy with Hacksaw it. Jim Duggan for oh, God's dude, sake. I mean, Hacksaw dude. Jim Duggan would have been sweet. <laughs> well, you know what? I think Grizzly might have been Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Did you check his name? <laughs> <laughs> Could have been the same dude. Probably, probably. Right. But dude, like missed you, opportunity. Just the entire AEW roster or WWE roster, yeah. and just throw them in, in the movie as arm wrestlers, and you would have had a more than made up for the dude, money. You Jake, spent. Jake the Snake Roberts, Brutus the Barber, uh, Beefcake. Yeah. Get them all in. Iron Sheik. Get them all in there. Sergeant oh. Slaughter. Let them write their own lines too. Like don't try to yeah. don't don't try don't don't take them away from what they already do well. Let them do their own thing. This man, this movie would have been. Sergeant Slaughter wants to win this for the children of America. Yeah, dude. Oh, because so America. Oh. Yeah, that would be missed good. opportunity. Missed opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. All right, give me your schlock star rating. One out of one bleached and afroed mullet. Oh, <laughs> sweet. There was a, there lot a of ton of those in there. Good How one. do you bleach it and it looks like an afro at the same time? Nice. That's good. <laughs> or I could say uh, two out of two veiny, greasy appendages. That's good, too. They both would have worked. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'm along the same lines as you, though. I'm going to give it one funky Terry. Terry Funk. There was only one yeah. Terry Funk. Yeah. Right, I'm going to show you that video one day, too. Do it. Uh, where are we at? Do you got a life lesson? 
Again, there is no greater love than the love a father has for his arm wrestling career. <laughs> for, his, for his truck. Uh, that's good, yeah. Uh, I love you, boy, but I like arm wrestling more, yeah. so, yeah. Hold my coat. Don't get kidnapped. <laughs> All right, where's mine? You still think he was trying to get a piece of uh, his dying wife before she passed on? And you know, I didn't see chemistry there, actually. That, no. Uh, Just I, the way I he, like, turned away to talk to her on the phone kind of suggested, like, he was trying to talk a little sexy time to her. Mm, I think you're, you're giving it. You're giving it more than it had. I, I didn't see it. There was no okay. chemistry. But I thought that lady actually, in general, you almost could have done the film without her in it because she had very little. Um, you could have just said, "Hey, your mom was going to pick you up. She passed away, so your dad now has custody." That would have been almost the same movie. I can almost imagine, like during those scenes of the payphones where they're talking to mom, like. Mr. Golan in the background. I love you so much, honey. Please <laughs> come home. <laughs> Sylvester having to say the lines. Uh, poor guy. Uh, right. Jesus. Uh, where are you? Okay, my life lesson. Uh, even though my cock is small and somewhat churlish, a lot of guys were still trying to get their hands on my cock <laughs> in this they movie. Were. Yeah, A lot of grabby hands on my cock. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. not protocol requires a quiz-off. May the best human moron win. All right, buddy, hit me. You down with OTT? OTT. Yeah, you know me. Over the top. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know me. <laughs> uh, we gotta. If you're uh, down with OTT, you're okay with me. All right, good. I like it. So, mine. Uh, just to warn you ahead of time, my my questions are gonna be a little different. Um, I'm gonna write some over the top fan fiction. So I'm going to use your answers to these questions to help me steer the movie and the, the fan fiction in the right direction, make sure I'm getting the proper tone for my story, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. I love it. So Let's go. when thinking about the amount, of, the amount of men grunting in this movie, would you say you could have used more, could have used less, or there was just the right amount of men grunting? Just the right amount of men grunting. No, no more. Do you think it would more? Would I was, have... I was appeased by okay, the okay. amount of men okay, grunting. Okay, let me write that down for my make sure my fully satiated. Satiated. Okay, grunting. Check. Okay. All right. Good. Go for it. Number two. All right. Uh, why wouldn't you just start with the thumb wrapped at the beginning of the match? <laughs> Seems like that would be safer and easier for everybody. I guess. So something we didn't talk a lot about is anytime Lincoln's about to lose the match, he takes his hand and wraps the opponent's thumb, and that's the catalyst of winning. He goes over the top to win the match, right? Um, <laughs> why wouldn't you just start off that way and like, fucking win it right that, away? I don't, I don't even sure that that would help you. Like, that doesn't seem like that would give you leverage. Over the top, more like underwhelming. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Good job, man. Nice job. All right. Yeah. All right. Just right, wrap right, that right, thumb right, right. right at the beginning. That's good. All right. When, when thinking about the amount of body oil used in this film, would you say you could have used a little more body oil, a little less body oil, or there was just the right amount? Um, I'm going to say just the right amount. Okay, satiated is No, right. no, no. I'm going to say, no, no, uh, a little less. Yeah, is more possible. Less. That's a better question. <laughs> could, could you have used more of I don't think it is. So a tiny bit less, like maybe in the jail scene, um, or maybe when the guys weren't doing anything, but they were still profusely dripping less. Less. All right, I'll right, put that down for my book. Smidge less. All right, gotcha. All right, All right I realized uh, on my questions I wrote, two questions twice so i'm just going to say for my number three question what is your number three question uh, okay <laughs> wow that's really smart all right um when thinking about the amount of steroid use in this film would you say you could use a little more steroids a little less steroids or there was just the right amount 
we get cutting steroids because there was an awful lot of flabby guys. Like, so like a Winstraw V or something like that, something to cut you down a little bit would have so, been great. So you're a little less, so more, you're thinking a little... More little, cutting steroids. Oh, more of a different type is what you're saying. Less bulky, more cutty. Okay, okay, check. All get right, that right. water weight out of there because there was just some uh, beefy fellas. All right, when the when the uh, fan fiction is finished, I'll send it to you for a proper review. Okay, perfect. All right. Uh, was this movie a schlock or not? It's schlock, dude. <laughs> and it loves itself all the more for it, dude. Like, this is just like a pig rolling around in schlock. Agreed. I say uh, 80s yeah. high, 80s style high testosterone shock, like super testosterone schlocky. Um, yeah, oh yeah. Which is, which is great. All right, give me a... Uh, Can we do tagline time real fast? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, man. Are you ready? Yep. Go for it. Which one is the actual tagline for the film? Number one, some fight for money, some fight for glory. He's fighting for his son's love. Number two, one tournament, two arms, three prizes. Okay. Because he wins the truck, the money, and the gambling. In custody of his <laughs> child? Is there four? Yeah, and the, yeah. Truck, money, son's affection? Yeah. Uh, three, all he wants is the love of his son and the new truck and buttloads of money. <laughs> <laughs> I like three. Three is the real tagline. Should be the real tagline. <laughs> is there a more accurate portrayal of this movie? <laughs> All he wants is a bunch of stuff to make him happy. Yeah. Fuck everybody else it's and his dead good. wife. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, thanks. They, they both Someone mourned. They mourned quickly. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was number one, right? Yes. All right. Give me a Doc Flick pick. Mandy. Oh, yeah, I haven't, dude, just queued that up, too. I haven't watched it yet, but I just queued it up. What? Yep. Kind of the same thing, except for instead of fighting for the affection, he's fighting for revenge for his wife's death, and he just um, decimates in beautiful fashion an entire drug-addled cult, and it's amazing. I can't Panos wait to Cosmatos, see it. which is George Cosmatos' son, directs it. It's Every scene is shockingly beautiful. And uh, I know Adam hates it, so that makes me like it even more. Ah, he don't know what he don't know nothing from nothing. He probably never seen over the top, bro. How can you, how can you trust anyone's opinion? True. I think I didn't write a. Let me look. I don't have a flick pick, but I'm going to do something a little different, more of a uh, PSA, if you will, because I haven't watched anything recently worth worth mentioning anyway. Um, but right. I did notice that some of our back catalog movies that were super hard to find back in the day, like stuff we got on DVD or were sent directly from like the, uh, the, the, the production or whatever. They're a lot easier to find streaming now. So I did a quick search just to, to let everyone know that these are available because a lot of people never got to see these originally. But if you look on Tubi, you can find from our way back catalog, uh, Manborg, Conjoined, Great. Bubba the Redneck Great. Werewolf, Great. Monstered, Great. A Boy and His Dog, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, Great. Troll Hunter, Wow. Yeah, all on Tubi. And I'm sure there's more, too. I just was looking at our early well, works. What about Black Devil Doll? I looked. It's Steve? not. I did look. It is not, not available. I did look for that Nobody's one. Nobody's touching that one with um, a 10-foot pole. No. And if you want to get, jump over to Roku, uh, Blood Diner, which is a personal favorite of mine. Um, yeah. Also, along the lines of uh, Black Devil Doll, Glitter is still una unable. I cannot find Glitter anywhere. So oh. lucky I got that DVD because they're burying that. <laughs> they're burying that thing. D That's with Ishtar. <laughs> they're burying it. <laughs> E.T. Atari games to yeah. <laughs> find in a landfill. But um, no, nah, man, all those movies we had so much fun with, and I know they're older shows, and you know they, maybe they don't age as well as our newer stuff, but they're still fun, uh, really fun movies that were super hard to find, and I, I recommend giving any of those a listen. They're all, they're all great. 
good listen to a podcast too because we had no idea what we were talking yeah. about just like today yeah so. and sometimes in the back catalog you'll find out the origins of some of the jokes we use now that we forgot about so that's even good yeah. too 100 uh, percent. and i didn't know uh so are we going to continue our our current theme for the summer or not or are we just going to do do different stuff we're going to do slide july <laughs> slide july yeah um uh, i'm down with it i'll just let what, you pick the next stop one and, stop or my mom will shoot i i haven't seen Cobra or Tango and Cash since it was in the movie theater. I remember nothing of either of them. All right, so we got three contenders. Cobra, Tango and Cash, or Stopper, My Mom Will Shoot. So. I don't see how we can go wrong with either, any of those. Um, and I think that should be about it. Doc, you got anything else? Nope. Have a great one, everybody. I do. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you want me... I got a uh, really crass comment on one of our... Um, one of our, which it was on, hold on, I got to look it up real quick. Here it is. I got a comment on the website from uh, uh, number 66, Leprechaun 4 in Space. You want me to read that for you? Yeah, please do. All right. This one's, this one's, uh, this one's not for the kiddos, so for some reason you're listening with your kid, just skip ahead about one minute. I'll give you a couple seconds to do that while I pull it up. All right. Comment, here we go. Comment on post, Leprechaun 4 in Space, waiting for you. Comment, here it is. I need a big fat cock to stretch me out with a nice link. So I don't know if that was about the show or specifically to me or you. It doesn't say. But That's I, a scathing commentary on our yeah, job as yeah. podcasters. Yeah. Yeah. So me too. Can, hey, if, who doesn't? If you want to be cool like this person and leave us any comments or emails, you know, feel free. I'll read them. <laughs> Call the stock line. What's the number? Uh, 209 Steve 52. I'll play it on the show. I don't care. Um, I may give away a DVD to somebody who calls into the Slack line and leaves us a fun message. Let me see who that's from, just out of curiosity. Oh, Doc's mom. Crazy. Well, you got <laughs> you to appreciate a woman who knows what she wants. Yeah, oh yeah. All right, all right. that's it, man. Uh, that was a good one, dude. I really appreciate you doing that for me. And uh, go, you pick the next one, all right? Sounds good. We all know what it's going to be now. <laughs> Stop from my mom's shit. <laughs> all right, thanks, bud. Schlock or not schlock or not is or not is or not is schlock or not schlock or not is or not is or not is schlock or not schlock or not is it schlock not schlock or not not schlock not schlock 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 sch